Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with your sales. Pewter's Putin. Y'all get shot at. Call me, I do the shooting. This beer is pretty good. It's all right, right? I found say so my damn self. So did Cam just have foresight when he said he keeps the computers Putin? Like did he, did he just know? <laughs> Somebody needs to ask Cam about that. He can't be too far down the street. Um, what's up, folks? How y'all doing? My name's Ken. My name's Nick. And I'm Dave. And uh, you listen to the Last Call podcast. Um, we just over here sipping over some beers, um, talking about our, our weekly conversations, what we usually do. Um, we have a special guest in the building. Chuck, if you could twist the camera around. Appreciate you, bro. Ew, what's good, y'all? What's poppin', fam? Introduce yourself. My name is Kaz. Uh, I'm a man of many traits. Okay. And, and, and you, gifts. You, you, you can go down the list. This, this uh, is the happy hour. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of time on your hands. All right. I'm a creative over at Bleacher Report. Right. I uh, work on the No Script show with Marshawn Lynch. I... Uh, uh, do a lot of stuff for social moments. Um, I also host a radio show on Satori Radio in Brooklyn, New York. Every Monday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., you catch me on Cast in the Morning. Okay. I'm also the co-host of the Flagrant 2 podcast with Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh on the Loudspeakers Network. Okay. Also the host of the Russell Rap podcast on Saturday mornings with uh, Emilio Sparks. Bro, do you sleep? Uh, I'm, uh, bro, <laughs> I, all my days are 18 hours, dog, so I'm, I'm, I'm always ripping and running, and this beer isn't helping either, so I'm like, all right, right. fuck it. Just, just double up the what itis. Is, just get extra okay. tired. Well, whatever but, we can um, do, put some fuel in the system. Man. Also, um, one of the founders of Henny Loser, hey, uh, I saw, partner over there. I see the T-shirt, man. Uh, yes, yes. It felt, was that Jr. Felt very, very festive today. <laughs> <laughs> Figured out where the HP shirt. Um, damn, what else? Uh, I think that's it. Think now you you had uh, the stashed for a while. I had the stash for a while. I was a founder, founder, editor in chief of the stash for four years with uh, Steve Stout. At a translation, up, uh, was also the editor, well, senior editor of Hip Hop Wired. Was also the music editor of the Source magazine for five years. Uh, was on an MTV show called Uncommon Sense with Charlamagne. Bro, we don't got enough airtime for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like literally, I'm literally looking off to the side. I'm like, all right, what, what else can I rip off? Nah, Cass has his phone out with his resume just going down. <laughs> nah, Cass is that dude, though. I couldn't tell if it was a, a resume or a manifesto. Shout out, shout out to the No Script uh, with oh, Marshawn Lynch. No yes, yeah. sir. No, every, we, we every Thursday morning, that. make sure you watch that on Facebook Watch. Yeah, Cass and I, we built that yes um, that was a ride that on y'all backs that was uh that was the most interesting and you summer. know what's crazy like when whenever marshawn hopped on the field Mm-hmm. And uh, was taken up for Marcus Peters. I wasn't surprised at all. I was like that. Me neither. I, I'm surprised he didn't stall on somebody. Me neither. That's the only thing. The only thing I was surprised was that like, well, like he wasn't wasn't on offense at one time. Like he wasn't on the field. But I was just like, yeah, bro. That's just, I'm like that's that's fan, bro. They don't know. And I'm like, uh, I'm like the optics look bad. But I'm like, yo, once they once people do their research, they're like, oh, okay, I see why. I mean, so like like watching the play because I was watching the game live and I you see Marshawn running the field because Derek Carr got knocked down, right? Yeah. So. Um, for those that don't know, so uh, Marshawn Lynch uh, plays for the Raiders. Um, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Marcus Peters plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Marshawn Lynch was not on the field. No. Um, his quarterback got knocked down, and there was a lot of scrum. There's a lot of uh, uh, people pushing and shoving going on in the pile, right? So when you see Marshawn Lynch running on the field, you think that Marshawn Lynch is running to the aid of his quarterback. <laughs> nah, fam. He's running to help. 
his his fam. Like he's yeah. separating <laughs> players from hitting Marcus town, Peters. Town business. Yeah, yeah, town yeah business, for dog. real. And like I tried to explain it to a couple people. I was like, nah, he's defending Derek Carr. I was like, nah, nah, he wasn't. Nah, Look he at wasn't. the video again, bro. Yeah. And uh, he ended up shoving a referee and uh, ended up. So he got kicked out that game. Yeah. And he got suspended another game. Next game going forward. Yes. Um, he, he's currently appealing that. Um, that situation so you know best of luck to him and that I, I have him on my fantasy team so of course I'm a little biased <laughs> I know he hasn't done shit for you this season and that's though. not true he's had, he's had a couple he's games a, a couple games. touchdowns yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't talk bad on the team you know what I mean well, just, for, um, just for touchdown points or just like, um, so I mean he hasn't rushed for 100 yards but he's had a couple that's games where it's like 70 yards 80 yards 50 he has yards his, he had his first touchdown though right uh, he has two two or three touchdowns yeah he has three that's touchdowns it. I know he got okay. one of the Jets he got one on the uh, in the first game in the first game yeah so I mean how was that working with him? I know you guys collaborated on that project out in uh, out, out in on the West Coast. I mean, it was it was an experience. Oh shit, my fault. It was an experience, man. Is uh, hold on, is this mic still on? I think the mic came out for mm-hmm. a second. Yeah, yeah you good. <laughs> you good. Oh my bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, nah, it's I mean, just yeah. the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, now nah, it was an experience, man. Like the best thing about that is uh, that working on that show with with the guys over at Bleacher is that. Um, He's exactly who you think he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why I kept telling people, like, when people were, like, asking me, like, yo, how was it like? How was it like? I was like, bro, he's exactly who you think he is, though. Like, he's 100% Marshawn all the but time. But you know what, Kaz? Like, like he's exactly who people thought he was. But at the same time, I think once they see the episode where he dives into topics that they don't expect him to speak yeah, about. Yeah. Like, his thoughts on marriage mm-hmm. yeah. and his thoughts on politics. Um, you'd be surprised what he said about Donald Trump. Mm. I mean that's the thing man like the people people think like uh people think like he didn't like talking like no nah, he just didn't like talking to media you know what I'm saying like they just didn't like he just didn't like doing that type of stuff he right. didn't like getting himself in trouble I, I mean guess. like but I mean it was it was it was an amazing experience man like it was it was I I just want people to watch the show Okay. So like, I wish I could talk more about it, but like, it's one of those. You want to give away like, too much? Yeah, I don't want to give away too much. I definitely don't want people to, you know, get. I don't want to spoil anything. How many? Like, how many episodes are they? Are they putting up on on Facebook? It's uh, eight episodes. Eight episodes. Uh, Fifteen minutes each episode. Okay. And uh, it's 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 incredible, man. And it only gets it only gets crazier each episode. Okay. Yeah, so. I know. The last episode, he was doing voiceovers for Star Wars, um, <laughs> the, the Darth Vader. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo, man. You Put tripping. Yeah, putting his own spin <laughs> to Darth Vader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brought him in the Lucasfilm. He had a good time with it. He didn't even really know about Star Wars before we filmed, but okay. he pretty much caught on quick. It's the always amazing to me how, like, like, super with it. It's always amazing to me how, like, people, like, things can be outside of their peripheral. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, damn, like, Star Wars is fucking huge. It's like 1977. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how can you evade that? But, you know. I've never watched Star Wars. You've never seen, you've never any, seen no. any, a, any Star Wars. Not even the most By choice, one? though. By choice, though. Like, you've seen by it on choice. TV. By choice. Like, I've like, seen, at this I've point, seen it. it's by choice. Because but you, now, you know what it is? You know, I've seen so many spoofs of Star Wars that I think I know, you know what's going what Star on. Wars is. <laughs> like, I know, like, the, you know. So, you've seen Paul's. You've seen, you've seen, like, Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. Spaceballs. Like, Family Guy. Family Guy does a lot of, like, spoofs on Star Wars and stuff like that. And I've seen it in bits and pieces, but I've never said, you know what? I'm going to watch Star Wars today. I mean, and turn it off from beginning. It's something to that end. you got to have like a rigor for like as a young age like it, like there are girls who be like, "Oh, I know you like Star Wars. Like, I want to watch it with you." I was like, "Ugh, I don't want to do that with you." Yeah, cause. yeah. That's like how I feel with pro wrestling. Like, I yeah, love you got to explain that shit, right? Like, you don't like, want to do that. You know, like I could I could sit here and explain it to you, but then now it's taken away from my personal experience. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, well, nah, yeah. but like seriously, all right. 
so I loved pro rest, pro wrestling Duh. when I was like twelve years old, yes. uh-huh. like Sting, NWO, yeah. all of that. But as a grown ass man, how do you still love? Pro wrestling, knowing that it's scripted, like do you still lo- do you love it as like a soap opera? No, or do I feel you love like, it as like an actual sport. No, I feel like I like it more because, um, for one, I know a lot of these guys personally now. Okay, so I know what they go through, and uh, and for two, like I, I enjoy it like people enjoy like Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I don't look at it like oh this is an actual sport. Okay. I'm like, this is a show about a sport. So you look at it as a scripted show. It's a TV show. Okay. It's a TV show where like the actors right. are doing their own stunts. Like it's live every week. Like it's you know sometimes it's off script. Like you know sometimes things happen that ain't supposed to happen. Like there's that variable in there that mm-hmm. you don't get in a regular scripted show that kind of causes that excitement sometimes. So um, and like even though it's still scripted, like these people are still very athletic. They still you know hit each other. They're still you know just because they see it coming doesn't mean like that it doesn't hurt, hurt. it doesn't hurt that any less like, you know what I'm saying like so some people there's some real tough guys there that you know could really you know do some damage right. if, like you really like I've seen I've seen like wrestlers you know like some people come up to them and like you know you're just a wrestler it's fake I'm like right. oh, okay sometimes so. I do find myself <laughs> going down the rabbit hole though on YouTube looking yeah. at 1998 SummerSlam yeah yeah The Rock well, versus Undertaker so, so like that's where I was gonna go so like so Kat, so like me coming from like I was a wrestling fanatic like uh-huh. when the Rock and Stone Cold were going at it every single pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you had you had Undertaker, you had Kane, you had um NWO, you had like Nick said Sting and everything. So like and I was like a low key wrestling geek where I would be like online and You ain't gotta fucking... be low key about it, yo be, be loud no, no, and proud no, no, with your yeah. wrestling fan, bro. Be loud and proud, <laughs> dog. It's <laughs> right. right. very hot no, no, bro. No, no, it's very there's, no, there's there's lots of us. When I when, like, I, when I say geek noticed. like I was so there was like and this is going back to like AOL days where there was mm-hmm. like wrestling forums where you could like be your own persona and you had to yeah. hype, do your own hype up shit like that. So like I'm going back to the, so me being putting that aside and me not being as attached to wrestling like then as or at, being as I guess not as attached as I am now. Uh-huh. What should bring me back? Well, here's one thing. There's um one thing that is different now than it was then is like the wrestlers are way more athletic now. Okay. Like these guys are like legitimate either, you know, former NFL players or like CrossFit dudes or like, you know, it's almost like I, I always explain it to people. I'm like wrestling is just a violent ballet. Like if you go to the ballet, like you're gonna see people dance and it's choreographed and synchronized and all this type of stuff. But like they hit each other and people fall and then, you know it's a, it's a show and like there's a story being told and all this type of stuff. Um, there's way more of it now. You know what I'm saying like I didn't have like the WWE Network growing up where I can right. literally just like instead of like you know sneaking you know sixty dollars out of my mom's wallet to like order a pay per view like it's ten dollars a month now. So you do you still got my ass whooped for doing that? What's up? Every time I got my ass whooped for doing that, yeah, bro, dog. I had to beg my mom so many times. I'm like, yo, mom, can we please order Russell? Those shirts were like what forty, fifty dollars. I wouldn't even ask. Pay per views were like thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety nine. All right, so and then be WrestleMania be like fifty. Were you a WWF fan back in there or WCW? I I had my waves. Like I I grew up a WWF fan. I didn't watch much WCW growing up, but like 
the NWO got me into WCW. The Wolfpack, okay. like, like Wolfpack. Dog, that, once Hogan went over there, yeah. and like the Outsiders, like when the Sting, like I know, like Sting grew up with like the color. He had like the colors. Right, on his the face. colors. Yeah. First it was he, white and black. Once he got dark and and like did like the crow shit. That's what was, and he was like in the coming rafters. down from the rafters. With <laughs> the I was bat. like, oh, this thing is the truth. <laughs> so um, nah, yeah, like that's that's what really got me into it. And um, there was like a period that I kind of fell off of WWE for a while, and then like you know I really got into the guys like you know Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. the Nation of Domination that got me yeah. into The Rock, which so, then got me yes. into Stone Cold. Right. Right. So so would you say that WCW like which skewed towards more of a black audience and which skewed to more of a white audience, or were they both pretty much the same? Oh, I would say I would say definitely WWF. Yeah, um, they had. Well, for different reasons, man. Because like being a rest, being a black wrestling fan is like being in love with your abuser in, in yeah. a certain way. Because yeah. there's some racist ass shit that they do. Yeah. Like especially when you're growing up, like it'd be super like. Y- y'all know Harlem Heat, Harlem right? Heat. like Booker yeah. T and shit. Like, That's what I was thinking. yo, their first, their first gimmick, and people don't even know this. Like, their first gimmick, they were, um, they used to get led by the ring and chains by some white dude in like a uh, a slave owner's outfit. Like, that was their first gimmick before what? they turned into like you know, yeah, before they they got that shit. But um, and mind you, like WCW is a, is a Georgia, you know, down south promotion. Turn so like, yeah. yeah, like so they were just like, yeah, pff, all right, whatever. Like, you can be mad about it. But but, you know, you're getting paid for it. And they're like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was like, it was very politically incorrect growing up. But, you know, as a WWF fan growing up, at least you had, like, the Nation of Domination. You had, like, The Rock. You had, like, Coco Beware. And, like, and I always, I always say Macho Man Randy Savage was our first black wrestler, but wrestling champion. Cream rises. He was just real slick with the way he talked. And, like, he Very always had his, always had his, his shorty with him. He was mad <laughs> flamboyant. Like, flamboyant like, dress. He had the smooth talk. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, times. So, like, for me, I catch my reminiscence in just, like, looking at the best of moments. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at, like, the best of the rock moments, there's always that one he was like, Dear Billy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> my mind, my name's Billy. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. <laughs> Y'all, nah. I'm not gonna lie, I still get goosebumps when I watch old wrestling. Bro, yeah. I know yes. it's fake. Dog, that, I it's, was watching... It's entertaining, though. You know what it is? Like, and I can probably tell what it is with you. Like, you'd be surprised how entertained you'd be by the shit sometimes. Like, if you're just catching just, like, out of nowhere and just, like... Like you can't you can't ignore like those thousands of people in the crowd going crazy. Right. It's like if they think something's wild about, it, all right, let me watch. And it's like, oh. But shit. do you think that it's like less exhilarating now with all these new like people that are not as polarizing as the Undertaker, the Rock? But, I, but see, I think that you're. I think you're before you even he answers that. I think that you're skewed as far as polarizing because. I have like yeah. three toes into that side of Twitter, yeah. And like, dude, like, do you see what the, what New Day does like yeah. to Twitter? Yeah. Like, bro, people love yeah. them. See, like, I don't even the women. New, I don't know. The women have is. way more of a like an actual like powerful stance now yeah. to stand on, as just opposed to just being like leader or like you know just that's, a side piece. Of that's just, the thing. Like, there's 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 balance. Whereas like back then. You know, women were literally just the eye candy. Exactly. They had brown right. panties. Well, Lita was like one of the like first Deborah. ones to be like the first Trish, one. Trish Stratus. Yeah, like, oh, it was literally, Trish Stratus. like literally the only reason why you would watch women's wrestling is if like a titty, like you would hope a titty still pop bad. out. Like that was it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now, like women's wrestling is like just as important as the men's wrestling. Right. Like they treat it just like you know, like like men and women's tennis. You know, what I mean, like it's it's just as competitive, just as many storylines. And you know, Big E and, and Xavier Woods from New Day, those are, like two of my really good friends. Okay. 
Facts. Yeah. And they're like the you know if, if you've never heard of the New Day, the New Day is probably like the most popular tag team to come across in the past like since like since like, the Dudley Boys. Boys. Yeah, Party like for Boys. a long time. Like they're and they and the thing is like not only they can wrestle their ass off, they like. They niggas like us, so like they make jokes off like only like people on Twitter would get. Right. They make jokes that only like you know you know black wrestling fans would get. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like they'll take something like, um, like perfect example like when people was roasting the the Steph Curry's on Under Armour. The right. Steph, like a week later, Homeboy came out with the Steph, Steph Curry's on, oh, wow. and during the promo, he was like, they just stopped, and he was like, Yo, what, what's going on, you guys? He's like, Yo, we listen to you, but like, bro, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> And we were and it was only like two or three days old, so we were like, "Oh shit!" So, you know, me and E are really cool. So, like, he'll literally like tell me, "Like, yeah, we're, we're stealing that for tonight. Like, we're gonna do." That. Are you going to WrestleMania next year? Oh yeah, I never miss it. Where, never where, miss where it. is it next year? It's in uh, New Orleans. I'm waiting. Oh, I'm coming, bro. <laughs> it's I a will, good time, dog. It's it's like All Star Weekend yeah. for wrestling, yeah. dog. That's all it is. I will say that, and going off of what I mean, Dave, you mentioned it, and uh, Kaz, you mentioned it. Uh, WWE has definitely ingrained themselves into the Twitter universe and carved out their own space. Like, I know when something's going on in the WWE because it will always be top three trending, mm-hmm. 300K, 500K. Like, I know what, um, last night, uh, Kurt Angle came back. Like, I, I know this, not watching wrestling, but by following my Twitter trending um, and, and, and you know, tuning in and, and seeing what happened with uh, Kurt Angle coming back and joining the Shield and... Um, you know, so, so they've definitely ingratiated themselves into the Twitter universe, and uh, and uh, big up to them because I mean that's how. Yeah, I mean last, keep last night current. was lit, like, and and that's the thing, yeah, like, tweeting about that they'll have night, yeah. they'll have new dudes, but like every now and then, like a Kurt Angle will come back, or like a Triple H will come back. Has Mankind like, come back? He was there for a little bit, but he 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 hasn't wrestled. Like he'll just come he's back like seventy, like, right? Nah, he's not seven. He's he's up there in age, but you know what it is. Like the motherfucker was like jumping off of cages and doing all that shit. So like, shit he, hurts, man. He, Bruh, he was reckless. He was reckless fucked up. Dog. You see him walk. Like, he was know. so out of shape. Like he yeah. was not in good shape when he was wrestling, and he would do the wildest shit. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. like, wild like the craziest ridiculous. thing. When, I've when ever Undertaker seen, threw when Undertaker threw, threw the hell in the cage, yeah, he almost died, bro. Yeah, yeah, legitimately almost died, bro. Like not only that, the thing was, and and I talked to him about this afterwards. It wasn't that fall that was bad. It was the one when he got back up and he went through, through the, the cage, cage. Yeah. and like he that. went through the cage. Like at least like the table had some give to it, mm-hmm. so like it broke and like it broke his fall a little bit. Right when he went through the cage, it was just splat. So and then the chair fell on his face. So speaking that. of dying, did you almost die this weekend in DC for for Howard? Oh coming? Jesus, did I? Uh, DC was different. <laughs> like it, it, we was just at Howard Homecoming for for Henny Palooza, and, and I went there a few days early to catch up with Wale and catch up with those guys. For, for Martell and, and whatnot. But uh, Howard Homecoming's always lit, but it yeah. felt like this year was like a different level of lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, it was, what made it so special? Well, I mean, you know, usually when we do Henny Paloozas in D.C., D.C. was like the first city that we took it outside of New York, mm-hmm. right? Like, when we first started doing the tour or, or started thinking about, like, doing the tour, we was like, you know, let's try D.C. first. Let's try Howard Homecoming. One of our hosts went to Howard. Like, he was hosting Yard Fest and shit. Okay. So we were just like, all right, let's just try D.C. out. <clears throat> so that was always a special city for us. But, um, you know, usually we do about, like, Maybe eight hundred to a thousand people. This year we had over two thousand people at our joint, Damn. and that's like the biggest joint we've had. That's not New York, so like we do close to forty five hundred at Coney Island. This one was, you know, close to twenty 
Now, did Wale did Wale just perform for Henny Palooza, or was he performing for the actual yard? No, he just, he just came for nah. Henny Palooza. He he came out during Rick Ross set. Like when we was at a uh, Rick Ross is the one of the headliners at Yard Fest, so he came out and did a song, a few songs there. But um, you know, Wale's fam, so we were like, "Yo, bro, like we in town, we need you." So he was like, "Yo, say no more." That's dope. So um, you know, he pulled up with like a half hour left in the party, did a full set, you know what I mean, kicked it with us. Um, and that's 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 and that's a big part of Henny Palooza too. That's what really took us from like just a party to like this touring thing because he was one of the first people to like turn it from a party to okay, like you're gonna pay fifty dollars for this unlimited bar and this music, whatever. But you might get a free concert out of it. You won't even know. Like we won't even advertise who's, who's coming there. Just gonna be a pop right. up. Right. Yeah, like for some of our listeners who like have heard the show from earlier. We had Low on here in January. Yeah, yeah, it's more and um, yeah, exactly. And he was talking about just like like Pusha T pulling up and performing. Yeah, that, that was the going first to one. LA and then like dudes just like popping up or like being in Texas and guys just popping up. Like that's definitely one of the bigger aspects. <laughs> To what what you get now with paying that fifty dollars ticket price on top of, I mean, as much yeah, I mean, like as you can stomach. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's it's worth the price of admission alone just for getting like all that all those drinks, all those women. Like the music's good. It's a long party. It's from like it's five six hour party, and it's in the day, so you're not like pulling up at like eight o'clock just waiting for it to be prime time because prime right. time starts at like you know five in the afternoon. Do you still drink at Henny Palooza's, or do you just? Oh, uh, sometimes, sometimes like this one I drink at. This okay. one I drink. At, but a lot of times like, It's homecoming though right It was like, homecoming So like that th- That really played into it A lot as well So a lot of people Were in town to, to party and whatnot. And like over the years You've had like, guys like You know Pusha T and Wally Were like the first Like two big dudes To come and, and perform Unannounced But like You know we've had Chance the Rapper Come by We have Todd Chance Dolla came Sign. through Chance came through In Chicago, Chicago right? Oh wow yeah, okay. We had uh, Todd Sign Come through We had uh, Nipsey Hussle Do a couple YG Dej Loaf uh, Damn Um What's homeboys from uh, Rich the Kid, um, Playboy Cardi, uh, Ja was down, Young in, MA, in, in Ja Rule. We had Ja Rule in Brooklyn. We had Cameron. Uh, we had uh, Mac Wilds. Just shout, everybody. Shout out to Mac. Like, shout out to Hung. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> It's a, if there's Henny around, I swear to God, Mac is somewhere. Oh yeah, fucking, nah. like, I mean, the dude made a song about it. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's, <laughs> that's, he was our first performer that we've ever had at Henny Palooza because oh, he was promoting yeah. that song. Oh, that song. Yeah. 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 So, damn. And we were like, "Damn, Hennessy, you don't want to pay for this?" We're like, "All right, cool. All right. We'll just do it on our own." All right. So, so I mean, so I've been to a few um, the, it, here in in the city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when y'all were out in San Francisco, I was actually on a um, so I worked with wines and I was in a bunch of wineries up in Napa and Sonoma. Yeah. I happened to be out there that weekend. Nice. So I linked up with uh, with a bunch of friends. We actually went out to the one in San Francisco, right? So I've seen the vibe. Like I've been in the room in the West Coast. Matter of fact, when they played um, Young Ma, yes, and like the crowd wasn't really on it like that. But like we was the New Yorkers in there, and we mm-hmm. was bugging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but also with the same respect, them playing some West Coast shit I've never heard of. Yeah. And watching the whole room jump up ten feet. Yo, like, that's, hate, that's 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 the thing. The San Francisco Bay music. It's I, 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 it's I an acquired. Taste of. It's definitely an acquired taste. See, I went to school in Florida, right? And uh-huh. like a lot of my a lot of my immediate friends are like from like, like, like East Oakland, yeah, all that yeah. shit. And so like you're talking about like old Mac Dre. You're talking about like 2007 when I went to school was like when that shit was really rocking. Like Keek the Sneak, Eek 40, like mm-hmm. all of that shit was really getting off the off the ground. So like I've seen the like the thizzing. I've been a part of some fucking thizzing circles and like my drunkenness or whatever. And I understand the actual culture, but like. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to touch on like like homecoming. So, like you were there for Howard homecoming. I went to I went to FAMU, which is like you know another 
HBCU powerhouse or whatever, yeah. and it's on right. And our homecoming was two weeks ago, and I just barely scraped it out of uh, Tallahassee for that. <laughs> like, bad. Like, yeah. we flew out of Jacksonville, and I was just like, ah, I can't do no more liquor. I mean, I'm drinking again right now, so we yeah. obviously know where I'm, I'm still at. drinking. I don't know why. Shout out I'm to Lefe. Lefe, <laughs> keep the party going. As far as, like, the experience, like, I mean, you guys were able to throw a party that had uh, upwards of over 2,000 people, and still... There was so much going on elsewhere. Yeah. So as far as like your outer experience outside of that five six hours of plus the two hours of setup and the hour after of cleanup, like what was your, your DC experience like? Because you go there a lot, but like homecoming is a whole different experience. Yeah, man. So I got there like Thursday night, and uh, Wale and Martel Martel Koniak was throwing like a benefit dinner for him, and uh, you know he threw on a concert or whatnot, and then after that we went to stadium. And you know our stadium is yes. <laughs> so uh, being being especially with the guy who made the stadium thing. I was on. about to say like being <laughs> in stadium with Wale, you could imagine how fun that was. Um, on top of that, that's, that's we, the video that I was like, I think I might take a train. Up there. <laughs> nah, it was it was a hell of a time, man. And then uh, after that, we had our actual you know pre Henny Palooza party at stadium that Friday. So like okay. usually when we go to DC or Atlanta or like a, a strip club heavy city. You know, one of the strip clubs will reach out to us like, "Hey, do you want to come host a night here?" We're like, "Yeah, sure." So, um, went over there, and and that was crazy. Um, the day after, well, actually, the day before, when we, after the Martel joint, Wale hits me, and he's like, "Yo, uh, yo, get dressed right now. We're about to pull up at Raw." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So went to went to Howard, got to Yard Fest. It was me, uh, Rotimi from from Power, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Phil Day. Um, so we all pulled up over That's there. That's classic DC yeah, shit, right lot, there. Lots of Nigerian power. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, walked Is Rotimi Nigerian? Yeah, 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 yeah. super Nigerian too. <laughs> and, um, nah, and then we pulled up with, with me and Wale and Ross and um, um, uh, Fatrell was out there too, and we were just kicking it, man. Um, you know, kicked it with uh, Ninth Wonder and Rhapsody and uh, Young Guru was out there as well, and it was just good vibes. So many names like, being dropped was, right now. It was, I, it, was, it was a lot of heavy name dropping right now. I feel like an asshole for that. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture. I'm if it's really, if it's really your life, it's not name dropping. It's just like actually trying to retell the story the best way possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you were able to experience that, and like you guys had other things to do, but like. Have you been to other homecomings as far as HBCUs are concerned? Um, what school did you go to, by the way? No, nah, I went to I went to school upstate in uh, SUNY Purchase. Okay. So oh yeah, I know Purchase. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So um, big fashion school of it actually. Yes, yeah, big fashion school, big like art and design and mm. dance and shout out to nine one four Westchester. Shout out to Westchester. So yeah, so <laughs> as far as your HBCU um, like homecomings are concerned, because I got guys like you know like they didn't they went to school like I went else, to Albany. Went to Albany. Yeah, 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 went to state like school, me and Chuck yeah. went to fam together, mm. but like. We always try to, it's hard to try to defend and try to explain to our friends, like, yo, family homecoming is something that you probably should experience before you turn 31, 32 mm-hmm. years old. Because before it's, you're too washed to be out there. Uh, before you're too washed <laughs> to be out like, there. Like, even this year was like, I think I'm like, I think like I, I, I capped my, my homecoming year. Yeah, no, I caught yeah. myself outside of a, a, a fraternity party on a Friday night because there was <laughs> nothing else to do. And me and my friends were just looking at these like, 
supposedly 18 to 21 look like girls, but they look like grown women now because the makeup culture and all of the, the dressing. Uh, Man, it was just like... <laughs> It was that's so, I just stay home. I just stay so home that's a, that's it. another aspect. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, not to even be like like super women heavy on it, but like that's another aspect because that's the environment, you know. As oh far yeah, as nah, you don't you don't realize black how women, many black bro. So I'm I'm when well, we pulled up there to to campus, I'm sitting here in the back seat with you know the heartthrob from Power and you know one of the <laughs> right. one of the biggest DC artists out there, and like we're just sitting there waiting for for Wale and Ross to pull up. And like you know, we just cracked the window open just to get some air, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah!" And I ain't nobody, mm-hmm. but like right, you know, they right. all go nuts. Oh, you gonna catch me. residual, Is that, bro? I'm like, and I'm just sitting here, just like, oh, <laughs> checking the watch and shit. I'm just like, how, all right. Bet. So you've been around, you've been around a lot of celebrities. You've yeah. been around a lot of your your friends are, are people that are known. So. I know you're, 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 are you, are you currently in a, rela- you're in a relationship? Yes, yeah, okay, yeah, so you're in a relationship right now. Oh, so he really mm. can't, yeah. But, no. <laughs> before, can y'all just go, please? Oh. Before you were Next not, subject, next subject, before you, are, before you were not in a relationship, when you were living a single life, yeah. like, what is that residual effect like when you're around celebrities that can't take all of that? Oh with God, them, I'm so Ben Wallace. You kidding me? I'm catching all the rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> Not, is, it, is it as wristbands on people? both elbows? Because a lot of people have never been backstage. Like, I've been with you backstage to the yeah. Cole concert. I've seen what it's like. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know what that whole wave, groupy wave, is yeah. Like. So what is that? I mean, it's it's one of those things where. Uh, you know what they're there for. Like, right. you know they're not there for you. Right. <laughs> and most of the time, these women will do anything they can to get to the final destination, which is, you know, who they came to see. Right. So you keep that in mind. Um, a lot of the times, you really don't care. So you're just like, yeah, I'll take whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but the whatever you know, is usually, like, a little bit above the, the average. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, like, let's not get it twisted. These are, like, you know, this is, this is real temptation out there. Like, right. you know, I don't know how these guys go out on the road and do this every that's night. Every crazy. night. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a woman and like you act up and you and, and shorty's like, well fuck you, then do whatever you want. Yeah, they, okay. you, they probably do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of them are like, all right, cool. And like you can see why, because like, you know, the way that they live and the way like, you know, just there's just gr- and even like bro, like even to a lesser extent, like just doing honey palooza. Yeah. Right. We have like your own type of like I don't There's like, like to call them fan. Yeah, I don't call them I mean, yes. fan base. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I go base. back to the same supporters. Cities. Supporters. supporters. <laughs> not your supporters. Yeah, and it's not even the same city. Like we city got, to city, you got people that travel. There's city people city. that go from city to city that follow us to every joint. There's a funny. Like, that's funny that you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> and we we pan to the left over here. <laughs> my man, my man Kenny, uh, and we are friends with another guy named Jules. Like they've been to. I want to say like. 10 to 12 Henny Paloozas like in the last like that's great. year and a half. That's amazing. Right. That, I but mean, you know, it's, but it's they're not they're not there for y'all. No. no. <laughs> At all. They no shouldn't offense. be. No offense, bro. You're a great guy. They but, shouldn't like, be here it, for us. No, <laughs> they're not. They're, I mean, hey, if you like that kind of thing, do what you think. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but um, no, as far as like actually understanding like the kind of impact you guys have because I've seen the girls that come out to the, the Houston joint mm. or you know, because, you know, Twitter's a... Mm, it's a powerful Twitter's a, yeah. <laughs> it's so a vehicle. powerful. It's yeah. a vehicle. So powerful. And Houston and Dallas have some... Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen... I mean, some of them... Actually, I, 
yeah, a couple of them come out here to like party with you guys or whatever, and you know, uh, some of us kind of benefit off of just the as you should environment. As you should. Not saying I do. I. Do. I mean, as people should. As people, sh- as as humans as should, human and should enjoy uh, other human involvement. But yeah, I think it's a. I think it's very cool that you guys are able to kind of like get on the road, do your thing. But because of Twitter, because of Twitter, and I kind of want to get back to like the Twitter thing because. For a few of us, it has helped us get jobs. Yeah. Helped us, like, connect with each other. Like, I think I might have talked to maybe... I might talk to you on Twitter before I even seen you in real life. And uh-huh. then, like, for me, I'm not from here. So, like, my interaction with a lot of, like, uh, the New York people was like, oh, yeah, funny joke. I have something funny to say on that, too. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, people kind of get to... But it's also about that kind of, like, that real-life uh, translation yeah, um, and you never you never want to be you never want to be just somebody who lives in someone's phone. Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who just you know that's what they do. Like you know they just tweet and they're funny and and they do that really well and that's fine. Like it's 2017. Like right. you can have a whole ass career just doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it was really important for us, um, and not even just on the stake of Henny Palooza, just like for anything. Like, I, don't, I don't think I get on the Marshawn show if people don't think I'm funny on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I got a lot of gigs. My first MTV gig was because somebody thought I was funny on Twitter. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's like, and they got a lot of people like that, and a lot of people, a lot of that stuff doesn't really translate to other stuff. I've seen people you know? who who are the Twitter people that they look to in a kind of like Jesus and Mero kind of yeah, uh, no, bro, Jesus and, and Mero just, are Twitter people, but they that but, translated. But like a lot of people don't translate in that same they sense don't. though. They so don't. like it's really hard to do. But to also to harness that and be able to use it as a marketing tool, like Cindy Palooza is basically based off of yeah. It's definitely based off social media, absolutely. Because I mean, the the, the interpersonal uh, social media is just group text, you know. Mm-hmm. So once you get past that level, the next level is all right. Let's tweet it now because now I'm I'm safe enough with it to tell more people about it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you guys have been able to benefit off of that. I mean, sh- I mean that's shit. Last call podcast. We are benefiting off of our own kind of like semblance of some type of Twitter outreach and, uh, and engagement. <clears throat> and that's like the, for, I mean, that's the goal for us, right? Is to expand and grow through as, as many uh, hashtags and as many retweets as, as possible, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, being that with the following that you have being Twitter, like, I mean, do you, do you catch yourself feeling like I have some responsibility mm-hmm. with this following? Do Are you more, more conscious of the things that you let go of your tweets or is just like, this is my space, this is what I let go of and this is my thoughts uh no no i mean like unless it's something that like you know i'm 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 working on something and i like legally can't tweet about it right that's one thing but like i've never and, and i'm lucky to have to to have worked at places and worked with people that never really tried to censor me right you know what and, i'm and saying that, like exactly because a lot of times like they're like okay like this is what we got you here for like you you got you know if you're this guy offline then like this is great you know what i'm saying but like i've never been at a place where you know somebody was like oh man you can't say that or oh man like if i say this i might get called in the hr or i might lose right. this sponsorship i'm like i'm i'm absolutely positive i've lost out on like probably thousands of dollars really because i've tweeted certain things about certain people really? and stuff yeah absolutely like i know like one specific instance that literally happened maybe like a week ago where somebody reached out to me about um i'm probably not even allowed to talk about this but somebody reached out to me it's just about, us bro uh, don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> it's just us it's just us <laughs> somebody reached out to me i'm a knicks fan right mm-hmm. big up somebody reached out to me about uh you know getting a nice little check to do something for a rival basketball team and uh they 
they were like, oh, is he a fan of this rival basketball team? Like, yeah, sure. Kaz is great for this. Bleacher Reports would be great. So, um, you know, they were about to, I guess, uh, you know, give me this this deal or give me this this gig or whatever. And they just, you know, did a quick Twitter search of Real Life Kaz Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we knew what you were talking about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, nah, and, and, and I don't think it, uh, I don't think it went through. And, I, and this definitely happened multiple times. Like, I'm really good friends with Karen Civil. Karen Civil is one of my, you know, closest, dearest friends. And she's, like, ridiculously smart and, you know, just well-connected in every aspect of life. And, um, you know, she told me a couple times, like, yo, man, like, I had this bag for you, but you got to, mm, you got to reel in with some of the things you say. And I'm just like, you know, like, if I can't just say what I want to say, like, I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's going to come off contrived. And it's like, you know, and, and for the most like, part, like, uh, for the most part, I feel like I've, I've still, you know, have made a pretty solid career of myself without having to really compromise how I sound, what I say, who I talk to or whatever. And, you know, just kind of being the same me offline and online. So. Um, as long as as long as that's fine, then did did you have an opinion on the whole Jamel situation with her speaking her mind on on certain topics? I mean, uh, that's that's just ESPN's that's just ESPN's mo right now, though, right? Like ESPN's really trying hard not to offend anyone, and in the in the midst of trying to do that, they're offending everyone. everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't please everybody. But I I do think know? there's more. Uh, consideration given to certain demographics because for them to be able to do what they did towards Jamel earlier before this uh, recent uh, suspension and the, uh, the first thing or whatever mm-hmm. um, and then in the same sense like hey we got Barstool and if anybody's like literally on social media oh, but they, canceled they actually the show. canceled Barstool oh, well, that's, they canceled well, today. that happened today yeah, but, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. but before that they still went along with it and we all know what Barstool is literally yeah, about right. they're the most unapologetically white yeah. Yeah. place it's, ever it's very it's very nuanced yeah. very nuanced so you know but it, like on a lighter note like we Twitter has allowed us to get like some beautiful moments like they're Talking, they're calling it like the uh, days of our NBA lives. Now I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> like, shout out to my man. Uh, <laughs> Eric I think Bledsoe. if there's any, if there's any league that has benefited off of social media, oh, it's, it's the NBA. NBA. It's the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Eric like, Bledsoe tweets, "I don't want to be here." <laughs> <laughs> Earl Watson gets fired like two hours later. And the Yo, worst, and the worst part fired. about it is the funniest part about it is the GM. They asked him about it. He was like, "Oh yeah, we asked him about that tweet, and he said he was at the hair salon. The hair salon. Hair Not even a barber. The hair salon. He said hair salon. Salon. He said I was talking about the hair salon. I was like, <laughs> nah, he said, we don't believe that. He said, He's gonna be out of hair salon. Yeah, he said I was with the hair salon with my girl, and yeah. I didn't want to be here. And, and the gym was like, mm, I didn't believe him. Um, he's gonna be out of here soon, pretty much. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. Move I mean, the Knicks. I, I see the Knicks are uh, they're they're trying to offer up a couple things, but Phoenix so wants the, too so much fi- though. Well, Phoenix wants uh, Frank um, Nilakina, so they're. Uh, nope. First round draft pick, and they want, <laughs> nope. and they want Hernan Gomez. I'll part with Nilakina. No, nope. you better I'll, not give up Hernan Gomez. I, I will not part. So, okay, so let's talk about this because you're next man. Yeah. So, you, so you like Nilakina? It's not that I don't like Nilakina or I do like him. I just think like the Nick, we fall into the same. We trap can talk about this every time. Right? Anytime there's somebody who wants to get traded, anytime there's somebody who wants to make a big splash, they want to do it in New York. They want somebody to do it with the Knicks. Just never commit. To a legitimate rebuilding process. Right. And it's like, yo, just be patient. You got a star player. Don't bring in anybody who's going to inhibit his touches or make him. Like, 
it's the best case scenario for Porzingis right now. Right. He has absolutely no pressure to win at all. It's literally like if you ball out and we lose, that's a that's a successful season for us right now. And that's now. a bag for you too. And that's a bag for you. And it's like, all right, well, we know Nilakina is if if Nikila if Nilakina gives us anything more then, you know, if he gives us anything in the range of what Fox or Ball or Dennis Smith or anything See, that's, is doing. And that's like, that's where I, that's why I'm like, I don't, not that he can't, but. Passing on Dennis Smith really like every time I see Dennis Smith touch a basketball, yeah, it really hurts. Me, same. Like it cuts me deep because how could you even think that this guy? Was <laughs> no, but here's the thing: Neil Kinnick a ball man. Neil Kinnick ball. He's, he's, had, he's had some let's, let's, some issues with. Let's the say let's say the let's just say like the what I feel is the obvious is that. I think should be the obvious, uh, and we, I have friends we talk about this all the time. It's just that, like, if you're in the NBA, like you're not trash. Mm-hmm. That means you passed up probably about like you're in the top two yeah. percent. Oh, of, yeah. of, 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 of the, in the world. world. It's right. like everybody, world. everybody's shitting on Neil Akina. Like, oh, how'd you piss him? You know off, what it is? Is he? Can, it's just he because he can't stay healthy. And he, granted, it's early in his it's, career. It's still early. It's, it's so early. Dennis Smith, like, how could you not see that from a mile away from when he was at NC State? Like, come on. He was Russell Westbrook. I mean, he was. <laughs> he was in the ACC. See, bro, he was fucking. He was a problem. Yeah. yeah. So definitely. that that's gonna that's gonna hurt for the next ten years. But outside of that, like the way I look at it is, it's in the Knicks have a great front court in a back court league. Yeah. Right. So the league is now is if they're doing away with seven footers unless they can shoot shoot three pointers, right? Mm, mm. And the Knicks have two great seven footers. They have Hernan Gomez, which I think can develop and he's good and can develop into being great. He I doesn't agree. get minutes. That bothers me, but that's another thing. And they have Porzingis, right? Mm-hmm. So they have a great young front court, but their back court of Ramon Sessions, of Jarrett Jack. I like Tim Hardaway and Jr. Of, and I mean I like Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim, but, but, okay, okay, I'll get it Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a shooter. He's a he's a Tim Hardaway Jr. is a nice two slash three. He's right. a nice piece. I'm not touching Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway's got to stay. Yeah. But if you were to ask me if I can get Eric Bledsoe for Nilakina, Courtney Lee, and Kyle O'Quinn, I'm sending them. All right, but at the same time, what's your plan then? What, like, what are you trying? Are you trying to win the East this year? Are you not win to, the East this year. Are you but, trying to be competitive? Uh, be competitive? No, don't be competitive this year. I would rather have Eric Bledsoe as a building block to keep Porzingis here rather than having Nilakina's training and trying to build up to be a building block and right. let Porzingis leave. All right, honestly, that's, a, that's enough Knicks talk. Like, we get it. <laughs> Y'all gonna win like 15 games this season. It doesn't really yeah. matter. The next season is moot. Like, y'all should honestly just continue to lose games. You don't have a yes. basketball Before team. Before we go, though. But I hear you, though. Speaking of basketball, you're a huge WNBA fan. Yes, yes, I am. Why? Shout like, how did that happen? Like, how did you become... I'm a hoops junkie, man. I love I love good hoops anywhere. And the, one of the best rivalries in all of sports right now is the LA Sparks and the and Minnesota Lynx. That yeah. is, bro. I, got, I caught the bug. Like, I always, like, kind of paid attention to the WNBA, but last... I happened to watch the WNBA Finals last year, and that shit was lit as hell. Like yeah. I'm talking about, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nikkei Agumike hitting the game winners to win the championship in Game 7, yeah. falling away. I'm not going to lie. Like, you you had like, that, that flagrant two yeah. hashtag, watch the WNBA. So I watched everybody watching that shit. And it was, shit lit. was lit. I was telling you, though. That shit was I'm like, lit. Yo. I'm like, yo, if you're a basketball fan and you're feeling just for, like, you know, like, the energy, like, yo, it's competitive. So, so let me ask you this. So, obviously, NBA players obviously NBA players have groupies, right? Yeah. So, if NBA players have groupies in the stands every night, do you think WNBA players <laughs> have groupies? Like, is, that a, is there a subculture? Is that I, I, was, I used to be a Candace Parker groupie. 
Dead ass. You used to be a Candace. I used to be a Candace Barker Ruby. <laughs> I like. I used like, to like. I, I was. I was. I was a fan. Like, bro, I thought she was so fine. She's still fine. She's still. But fine. like, I was. She was like the first. Like, she actually got a divorce. Sheldon Williams and her. Divorce. Really? Yeah. Bro, you can't be with somebody who can beat anyway. in a one on one. You got a shot, bro. He's on her yeah, father's divorce. Too. She can't be with somebody who who she can whoop and basketball. He's too insecure. I mean, he went to Duke, so he shot the divorce. But I had a, I had a very I had a very ridiculous crush on Cappy Cappy Pondexter. Yeah. We come out of college. It got really her. Cappy's the me actually, I actually yeah. met a couple weeks ago. Cappy's, yo, hey, Cappy was, Dave, he can put you in the game, bro. Let's put you it. on, though. I don't, I don't think that. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's how that. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> Much love to Cappy Pondexter, yeah. but yeah, like man, there was a few of them. Tennessee and UConn Scholar always Diggins, had, bro. Scholar oh, Diggins, Scholar, I, used to, I interned, I interned with Scholar Diggins at yeah. ESPN, so I'm online for lunch. <laughs> Scholar Diggins is a junior in college. I'm a junior in college. I see her come in, and I'm like. I'm not even gonna act like I know who she is. Uh. So I'm online waiting. She's like, "Oh, are you an intern?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, I'm Skylar." I was like, "Skylar." Oh, you trying to act like you know who she is? Yes, Skylar. Good move. Oh, Skylar Diggins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I heard about you. What's up? Nice to meet you. I think I heard about you. Dude, we came mad cool, though. Skylar's the homie. Shout yeah. out to Skylar. Um, uh, we should try and get you on the cast. Oh, um, yeah, yo, please bring her. Please bring her. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But, nah, WNBA is definitely lit. They uh, they deserve to get paid more yeah, bread. Man. I don't understand how some WNBA I understand, I understand like, the season's shorter, but still, they should definitely get more bread. Like, 35K? Like That's not enough. Uh, y'all should be, the minimum should be, like, 85 mm-hmm. yeah 85k minimum right and that's here. still probably not even enough i think six figures should should to do it like like one to well, one the minimum you watch and support the wnba the more they can get paid there you people. go that's yeah. real the more shit. They there can we get go paid. That's real shit. <laughs> all right well uh shout outs to cash for, for joining us today cash like what's next for you man like what do you think's next oh, on man. the agenda for uh Atlanta, we in uh, Henny Palooza for okay. Atlanta in two weeks. So, you know, get tickets at hennypalooza.com and check that out. Um, listen to me every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Satori Radio, Cavs in the Morning. Um, you know, check out the Flagrant 2 podcast every Tuesday with Andrew Schultz and the Kosh Singh. Check out the Russell Rap podcast with Emilio Sparks every Saturday. And, um,. Check us out on Bleacher Report, man. Dude, you know, everything. I'm doing everything, man. If you, I'm, I'm trying to plot for world domination, if you can't <laughs> tell. So if there's something that somebody wants me to do, I'm going to do that shit. Definitely How long work, until bro. you're actually, like, in the ring for the WWE? Oh, speaking of which, uh, I'll be at... Um... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yo, no, I was actually approached about this a while ago. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody at Evolve Wrestling at WWN. Um, it's a, it's like that's it's like the WWE's farm system. It's like their dealer. Ah. So like they reached out to me about like doing commentating, some, like, not so much commentating, but like hosting and like doing you know taking like my wrestling uh. audience and like bringing them there and like you know helping with certain things. So this is my first time talking about this on camera, by the way. But um, I should probably. Uh, we start in December. I'll be with uh, Evolve Wrestling uh, on the weekends, traveling with them. And, have you ever thought about getting in the ring and suiting up? Everybody always asks me, and absolutely not, because I know like I, I have a lot of friends who wrestle and they're in pain all the time. Yeah, all the time. And they told and like WWE is a different beast. Obviously, you're on the road like 300 days a year and shit, doing that shit. So. Yeah, I'm good. I like I like being able to walk. <laughs> I'm straight. But, All right, man. Well, you uh, can I'm plug a, you can plug your social media. Oh yeah, like, follow me on Twitter at Real Life Kaz, Instagram, Snapchat. I don't, I don't use a Snapchat as much, but you know you can follow me there. And um, yeah, man, uh, that's. Oh, watch No Script every Thursday on Facebook Watch. Yes, Facebook do that. Do that. Yeah, We're we, trying to win an Emmy. Yes, yeah, so we want we want an Emmy, Webby's, 
everything digi day awards whatever <laughs> everything 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 Dope. so basically if you didn't hear um Cass is coming to a ring near you sucker <laughs> <laughs> Classic moment. Um, definitely, uh, Kaz, thank you for coming through. Um, it's been a, a great episode, you know, regardless of the little short circuits that we did have. Shout out to uh, Lefe Beer, keeping the conversation flowing uh, tonight, closing out the tab. Um, you know, as Kaz can admit to, like, keep yourself busy. Like, dig yourself so far into whatever career and position you want to go to that you just don't have time to sleep you just keep going keep working keep grinding you know work towards a goal and work towards that path um my name's ken i'm nick and i'm dave and you've been listening to the last call podcast cheers shout out to georgia beat florida do it uh, next weekend you're yeah fuck florida